There are hundreds of families who need help with their loved ones. As part of our Subaru Love Promise, Subaru of Gwinnett has partnered with Plan Pethood to help with animal transportation, adoption fees and clinics, and outreach vaccine clinics to help create a better world for animals. We've supported over 320 animals, 541 vaccinations, and 211 microchips during our Subaru Loves Pets Month initiative. To learn more about how we support our furry friends, go to SubaruofGwinnett.com. When was the last time that you noticed a billboard, either because it was good or because it was bad? What changes are being made to the out-of-home advertising industry that will change the way advertisers use them and how they capture data? Plus, we talk about the amazing time in Las Vegas when the Consumer Electronics Show and the Adult Video Expo collide for one of the craziest times you'll ever see. All that and more on today's episode of Marketing Mad Men. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the Marketing Madman with Nick Constantino and Trip Job. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Marketing Madman. Trip Job here with Nick Constantino of 680 The Fan and Line of Braves Radio Network. Good to see you. And Good to see uh, you. man, uh, the, the temperature it's becoming uh, fall, and uh, you know it's uh, it's like whoa, shock to the system. So. It is. I have my family. They came in from New York, and they got down here like uh, it's colder here than it is in New York. I was like, oh well, you know, some, th- that's what happens. You guys bring the cold with you, I guess. I know. Well, I'm uh, getting ready to head over to the beach to see mine for the holidays, and uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm like, God, please warm it up over there, but just a little bit. Yeah. So um, today we're going to keep on the uh, kind of the theme we've been doing about different types of media and giving uh, our listeners, you know, some thoughts about as they prepare their marketing mix for, for 2023. Sure. You know, what are the areas? What are the questions they ask? What are the trends? And uh, you know, we're going to go maybe way back in the time machine, and then I think we'll uh, we'll rapidly come forward, but with out-of-home advertising. I don't think we're going to go way back. I think we're going to go not as far back as it should be, to be honest, yeah. with how antiquated the industry is and was for a long time. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, I, I still, you know, I think we all remember the, the days of driving down, um, uh, you know, down South Georgia and seeing the one billboard after another, you know, one eight 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 call if you want to advertise right and uh that's that's the worst of the industry and that's uh during the you know recessions and things like that it, it that's not what it is anymore. yeah and, and i will say you know i agree that it's the worst but actually i believe the worst is the ones that have the novellas written on the billboards <laughs> and when people just forget that you're driving 90 miles an hour past that billboard and that you may be able to read just that 1-800 number right um so yeah i think i think it's an industry that it's a little bit misunderstood and I think it's like most, not the end all. It's got to fit in a strategy, an overall strategy. Um, you know, just like radio, just like TV, the copy is the most important part. You need a message to say, and you need to say it quickly, concisely, and with call to action. And uh, be able to be readable. <laughs> I mean, that's and, so, and I have so big uh, block letters strategy. Okay, I've I've seen the good strategy, the good messaging, and I've seen the execution be horrible. Yeah, I mean, look, I've seen it where. I get there was one that was uh, an ENT office that we saw it was right down in uh, here in Buckhead, and it was fantastic. And then I, I you know, you're trying to think of what it is in a, a billboard, but the font size for their email and their website, you know, would have been equivalent to about a three point type on a traditional email. Yeah, it was like, um, come on, this is 60 feet in the air. Yeah. cars are going by at 30 miles an hour. 
And yeah, 30 miles no an hour one, on a good day. Right. And <laughs> no one's going to remember where to go. You know, so they're going to guess what? They're going to go out and they're yeah. going to SEO some other allergy clinic. For sure. And guess what? You lost them. Yeah. You might have increased the awareness of ENTs and allergy clinics, but you certainly didn't drive the awareness of the call to action of your own firm. I have a buddy. It's funny. He does billboards and he only buys them in the winter uh, because he says that the trees are done. There's no there's no leaves on the trees, so you can actually see the billboards. So he buys the bad billboards only in the winter that the trees cover in the summer. He buys them at cost, and the billboard company still hasn't figured out that he's doing this. So he gets a, steal, a screaming deal on billboards. So th- there is a strategy for sure to be using them. Um, let, let's talk about some different ones just to give everybody the quick update because you know you before we even started, you enlightened me to some that I wasn't even thinking about. But let's go. You know your traditional old school billboards, highways, those long Route 66 yeah. rides with billboards everywhere, the dust balls flowing beneath them, um, bus shell. Shelters, buses, trains, MARTA, all those. Um, what else yeah, you got? I, well, I think of trade shows. And so Atlanta is a huge trade market, whether you're involved in some of the trade shows here or you're involved in other markets. But if you're if you're Atlanta business and you're involved here, you've got an advantage in knowing where to be and where not to be. For sure. All right. But uh, I've seen the progression over the last 10 to 15 years. You know, you mentioned MARTA. I've seen where, um, you know, there's certain trains that take everyone in. Okay. They take everyone into the uh, Congress Center and where um, businesses will go and they'll do floor decals. You walk not only just maybe in the train, but maybe the floor decals on the, um, you know, on the bridge, so to speak, as you're walking into MARTA uh, at the World Congress Center and all that. And you can have a takeover uh, there, which is incredibly. Um, I gotta imagine Vegas is just buzzing with that. Well, like, that's, that where is the first, kind of place that's where I first where just, saw it. I mean, the amount. I mean, I've seen some of those big trade shows, CES, and the Consumer Electronics Show, and they have the Cowboy Christmas when all the people bring in their wares. And I mean, give an idea, Trip, because I, I can't. I can guesstimate just how much money goes into putting on one of those trade shows and what the economic impact is, because it'll help people have some scale about how much marketing actually goes into it. Well, it, it depends. So the biggest one that I ever heard from a single company, and this is in the building material space, so it doesn't approach sure. some of the tech guys like sure. Oracle, but Kohler every year. So KBiz and the, the home show, it goes back and forth between Vegas and um, Orlando. And I think Kohler's booth was something like 60 by 80 or something like that. And the it, it first was about 10 years ago, they crossed the million-dollar mark on their booth. And so that's renting the space, now doing that, the activation. Right, that doesn't even include the marketing that, that surrounds it. The people the traveling, rooms. the wow. entertainment, all that. Well, I think they're over. They're, I think they're closer to two million at this point. Um, and it's, it, it's absolutely incredible. And I mean, you, when you think about it, all the you know, you got home builders, you got every national and regional home builder that's there. The the deals they probably do it, it's exquisite, and they have they they made the plan of yeah, we're going to spend the money here, maybe not as much advertising. Um, and they do some of the activation and the things, the bus wraps and other things outside the shows right. when they're there. But that one That's is probably – That's to amplify the presence that they have inside yeah. to make sure that you are – and that is probably the intention is to stand out versus their competitors, Abs- which they sell at a price premium, but they have the footprint to be allowed to do that. Uh, uh, so let me ask you this question. What – how do they measure the success of those events? And I ask because everything else has gone through this change to attribution modeling. And are are they doing those events because they drive sales and they drive interest? Or are they doing those events because they feel they have to because of the industry in which they're in? 
Well, A, they have to. I mean, it is table stakes. There's no question. So I'm in the wrong um, business. I should have right. been in the yeah, expo business. Yeah. <laughs> but they're also, you hit a key point. They are, um, they're not the super niche premium, but they are the, they're the premium, the in, premium in mass, you know, mass uh, national home builders. That's who's going to be at those shows, et cetera. I don't know specifically, but I'm pretty sure based on the people I know, someone who works there as a sales rep that used to work with us, um, they really look at their share with the big builders. Okay. And and that's that's where they're making those so deals, you, those impressions, et cetera. And as three long home as builders growing, closed and it paid for itself a hundred times over. Yeah, and, or and, or if they're hypothetically with Horton and Pulte and Lenar or whatever, let's just say they have forty two percent one year, you know, with uh, with those three big builders and they can raise it to forty three percent. That one percent gain of share, you know, and again, coming through all that that more than pays off for yeah. it. Yeah, so uh, funny story about uh, expos. I don't know if it's applicable, but it's funny, yeah. so I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, in Vegas, one of my favorite times of year, I lived there for seven years, is the, the in January is when the Consumer Electronics Show comes in. Yeah. One, because it's just cool to see, but two... Until recently, it happened to be the same time as the AVNs, which is the Adult Video Awards. So you would see the cross-section of computer nerds with uh, porn stars, there's no other way to say it, that would all interact and all at the same time, and I'm talking hundreds of thousands of both would collapse on the same convention space, and the night, the nighttime was unlike anything, because that's the other side of this, right? The steak dinners, all the business afterwards, but if you could imagine the look of the tech guys interacting with the porn stars and the Playboy models, and it, it is unlike anything you've ever seen in your yeah. life. And I will let, I like that this is a theater of the mind medium. I will let your imagination run rampant, but my goodness gracious, it is one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, now I know why the World of Concrete was never had those same dates, because the World of Concrete, uh, all the entertainment places are full at night, because it is a bunch of mason contractors. Ah. But, you know, you can only imagine, uh, yeah, what uh, some of the expense reports that uh, used to come across uh, various people's Desk after yeah, that or didn't come across. Yeah, it's like, I don't oh think you can expense in single dollar bills. <laughs> oh well, I All think, right. I, I, I think we're getting we off go. On we go. On so we let's, go. Hit, let's hit a couple trends real quick um, of what uh, what else is going out there. So I think one of the things that uh, you know there's some more, some uh, studies out there, and you know we are seeing a little more mobility. Okay, and by mobility that is we're back in the office. Anyone who's uh, in Atlanta and and driving 400 and 285 sure. these days knows that traffic is back. Um, but, you know, it, it really, it's about the same level as it was three years ago. Yeah, from uh, what I understand, the amount of cars on the road is back to the level, but people are actually taking more trips in their day. And that's because yeah. people are working from home. Maybe they're hybrid workers. Maybe they're trying to distract themselves. Because honestly, you know, I've spent a couple of days working from home and it's hard. I got two little kids yeah. and me and my wife together in that house all the time. I, I am a social person. I lose it. So I think more, more trips leads to more frequency, not necessarily as much reach, because not everyone's driving 400 at the exact same time to go to work, well, you, but definitely more frequency. That's a great point. I mean, my, look, I, um, you know, I'm not in an office anymore, but I probably eat out for lunch more than I used to, for sure. just because I need to get out of my home office. For sure. You know, and so, yeah, it's a quick run to Panera or whatever it ends up being, but no question. So that's uh, up, you know, uh, even um, transit. So whether it's the Martas or, you know, uh, BART, if you're out on the West Coast or whatever, um, you know, it's up uh, 40%, this says, first half of this year versus first half of last year. Um, air travel is back. It's up uh, 
a little over 50% over the first half yeah, of and last I think year. Business travel is back too, which surprised everyone. The thought was going to be COVID was going to change it forever, but I think it only it only actually strengthened the desire and the need for people to go face to face. So those trips are roaring back. And you know, when you see your airfare prices go up, most times that is being dictated by business travel right. more than it is by consumer travel. That's the majority of people that are flying. That's why a Wednesday and a Thursday, if you go to Atlanta, Hartsville, Jackson, is as busy as a Sunday is because those people are getting out on early flights across the country. Yeah, and, and think about it. So we didn't mention airport, but you know, if you're in the travel industry, if you're, okay, and I see it from time to time and I give them a lot of credit, let's just say you're in um, you know, uh, the island somewhere, okay? You can go, well, where do I want to advertise? This time of year, you ought to be doing the advertising as people are heading out to the gates or actually out at uh, the terminals. Because guess what? The business travelers are starting to get wary from the end of the year, and you start putting that thought in their mind sure. about places to go. Yeah. You know, it's ironic. I was just thinking about this. You don't see anything at the security checkpoints because everyone's so pissed off that they're waiting in line that they're definitely not paying attention to them. <laughs> they're not paying attention to a billboard. No, there's there's two ways. There's the one, again, going back to trade shows where you see the companies on the way in, and so they're trying to get your attention, and that could be the hotels, it could sure. be the dining places, the entertainment, whatever. And then on the way out, when people are going... That's the one you're doing a little more long-term. It's not today because they've already got their ticket, but that, oh, yeah, I want to go on vacation in January. Start to get them thinking now. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's really interesting. Um, I know we're going to dig in a little more. We've talked about the kind of the old school. I want to get into where where is it truly going? Yeah. There's been such advancements um, in out-of-home advertising. So when we come back, I think, uh, Nick, you've got uh, someone who's going to join us, yep. and we're going to really get into, um, you know, what are the tricks of the trade today? What are some of the best practices? So you're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job here with Nick Constantino. And uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, kind of the history of out-of-home advertising. And uh, now we're going to jump into, uh, you know, really someone who's been involved in a lot of the changes and uh, can really get us up to speed of uh, how the industry has evolved and how it's uh, becoming much more modern. So, Nick, uh, with all your contacts, uh, why sure. don't you uh, uh, introduce our, uh, our special guest? Sure. So we have on the line Mr. Brian Faith. Uh, I'm going to probably just keep calling him Faith by uh, natural instinct. Um, but Faith, uh, first off, to congratulate him, he just wrapped up a master's. Uh, good news is he finished the master's. Bad news is he did it in sports analytics. So now he's going to have to break into the sports industry, which is uh, quite a task these days from what I hear. Um, but congrats for that, buddy. Um, why don't you kind of introduce yourself a little bit and let's talk some through some, some fun things in OOH. Yeah, thank you for having me. Really excited uh, to do this. Just listening to the, the past episodes that you guys have done, it really is a fresh take on just getting down onto the street and, and really having meaningful conversations that can matter uh, to the small and medium-sized businesses that you're going after. I have about 17 years of media planning and media selling experience. 
about 10 years of that has been in what I'll call lifestyle out of home. And I'll kind of dive into that a little bit. I also have over three years in radio sales. Um, so I know most of the language that you guys are speaking um, and, and on your show and what you're doing at 680 The Fan. I've always focused on media that helps brands and companies get in front of people when they're most likely to be receptive to a message. So I took a media planning course in undergrad uh, 20 something years ago at this point that brought this idea of consumer aperture to life, right? So you think of aperture with like your cameras and when it's open to, to taking in the light. And that to me was like a light bulb going off. And how can you as a marketer, or as a brand or as a company, get in front of people when they want to see a message, when they want to be open to that, especially now, fast forward to 2022, when people are just getting bombarded oh, with oh, absolutely. social, everything. Yeah, Brian, um, I mean, it's a, I give you credit. It's not just, oh, I've got this to sell, and uh, let me uh, let me find a, a business who wants to take this uh, billboard off our hands. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I'll add to that. The hard route. What about what about the what about the ADD? I mean, man, Trip and I can't even stop without jumping over you or talking over each other. It's yeah. we're in just an ADD world, man. So not only are you being bombarded by marketing, from my math, in like the eighties, late eighties, it was even nineties. Eight to ten forms of marketing. I've heard like 250, 300. Amazon's marketing to you. eBay, you're trying to buy something from someone and they're trying to market you someone else's message. Um, it is insane. So I think that aperture is a great word for it and uh, one I am absolutely going to steal. Um, so we're going to have trips. Trips going to get get kind of start this off with some questions and we'll just walk this through freeform, bud. Yeah. No. I think um, so. Why don't you start a little bit with that that idea? Because uh, what I love is the fact that um, you know the way you're approaching it when it, someone uh, would be most likely. To to, to visit your message, you are considering a full a full package, a full marketing plan, not uh, just the out-of-home advertising portion. So why don't you uh, start a little bit with uh, how you used to think about that for uh, for clients? Yeah, and I think the, the key thing to start with here is it doesn't matter how small your business is or if you're Apple or Amazon. How can you weave your brand or your company into the daily routines of the target audience. That's kind of always been the challenge that I've tried to help these uh, client partners that I've had solve. So um, that's the ultimate goal. How do you become part of someone's day? I can tell you that, and you guys know this better than I do, radio does that extremely well, right? That's yeah. like radio is known for that. Um, and out of home can do that too. And it can be a lot more than uh, a billboard up in the sky that someone drives by every day. For example, I sold ads on coffee sleeves and I sold ads on gas station pump tops. And, and most recently, uh, I've been putting ads on branded rideshare and gig economy vehicles. So when you think about someone's day and they get up in the morning and their, their radio wakes them up or they have their favorite podcast that they put on on their drive in and yeah, they'll maybe hit that billboard. Uh, but they're going to grab their cup of coffee from their favorite spot. Maybe they got to hit the pump and grab something on the way back home. Um, and then that night they might be going to dinner and hopping in an Uber. And that experience of, okay, how can we reach folks when they're going to be open to it and when they're doing something that is fun and exciting? And I think that kind of gets lost with out-of-home. Billboards are not the, the most fun, sexy thing to think about. But if you look at all the different formats of out-of-home that exist now, it's way more fun than it, it 
kind of is thought of, I think, in the general lexicon. Right. So COVID changed a little bit of that. Now we're coming out of it. Why don't you hit maybe for the listeners out there, what are some of the things that are changing and how has the uh, out-of-home industry evolved to, because you, you gave us a couple in uh, some of your examples, but how do you see it evolving and, uh, you know, that's different and that's not maybe the traditional, but, uh, you know, I really do like the way you're saying, hey, let's understand how cus- consumers are acting today. Yeah, the big the big out of home buzzword. I know this isn't the buzzword podcast, but the big out of home buzzword is attribution. Yeah, um, and I'm sure you're seeing that radio, as well. Radio too. Yeah. So for out of home, attribution is not this digital last click bottom of the funnel conversion metric, right? Out of home can drive that really well, and that's one of the trends that I'll talk about. Um, but it's more about being able to take a sample of the audience that was exposed, and you can tie back behaviors like going to a website, adding something to a cart, down to making a purchase. Uh, it could be downloading an app or following a social media account. We can even tie back retail visits to an out-of-home exposure. And that could be, when I say out-of-home exposure, that could be the billboard. That could be the bus wrap. It could be the branded Uber or rideshare vehicle. Um, it could be that coffee sleeve at this point. So there's a lot of underlying technology that is going into out-of-home. It's been happening for about five years. COVID kind of paused it there for a little bit. Uh, but it's really coming to the forefront now. And I would challenge the the brands and the companies that listen to this and work with 680 to fan. Don't just dismiss out-of-home because you can't measure it. And, look, the economy is going to be tough. And I know as well as anybody that when you can just blanket say, well, we can't measure out-of-home, so we can't spend on that. We need to measure ROI. I need to know exactly how many people are coming into my store for every dollar that I spend. Right. Out of home can help with that. Faith, so, you know, with the, you're right. This is not the buzzword podcast, right? Yeah. This is the Marketing Mad Men podcast. So let me ask you this question. We, we deal with this all the time. We have attribution modeling. We're tracking web lift, organic search, direct, keywords, blah, 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 blah. Um, I have still yet to have someone explain to me in any marketing medium how any of it actually works. Do you know that uh, you don't have to reveal if there's any proprietary information, but how the heck are you tra- tra- tracking? somebody following a billboard to, to the point where they're going to a website if it's four hours late, how how what are the tools that exist to do that um, what can you reveal and, and and how is it working and what is the validity rate I mean how well is it working for everybody yeah I mean there the technology that's going into it now um, with even though Apple kind of changed uh, the Privacy. location yep. sharing on, on iPhones uh, there is this ability to capture anonymous data just based on folks sharing their locations or if you use a weather app or um, any sort of app that relies on your location to function, which is a lot of them, even if you want a Snapchat filter or something. Um, I may be dating myself. Maybe it's like a TikTok filter or something. Um, But all of that location data that's being shared can be piped into an out-of-home plan. So that you can say, okay, you know, for example, most recently at the, the branded rideshare company, we were able to capture a sample of anonymous mobile ad IDs that were within 50 feet of a branded rideshare vehicle at any given second. And then we were able to tie those ad IDs to a household device graph 
and create an unexposed group that was a lookalike group to those exposed households, and then we could compare website visits, app installs, yeah. or retail visits makes, between those groups. Hey, I, with that, I, want, I don't want to dive too deep in here, but um, I've seen it over the past five years, and I think there were probably more instances of people not using geofencing correctly early on. I think it has gotten better, but as you start talking about, you know, geolocation, you know, the idea of you geofence, whether it's a trade show, whether it's a, um, you know, maybe it's a customer, uh, dealer, et cetera, and then you work to create, whether it's out of home or other advertising around that. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Because, again, I think that was incredible opportunity that was probably misused, at least for uh, the first three to four years. Yeah, I think there was some confusion about what it was. So, you know, you can buy your bus wrap in downtown Atlanta and then geofence the route so that anybody that moves in and out of where that bus goes uh, can sort of be captured. And then they can be digitally retargeted through, you know, whatever digital platforms that a, that a company wants to use. That, to me, is less tech-savvy, geofencing, buzzwordy, and that's just smart yeah. media mix modeling, right? That's running your radio and mixing it with digital and having an out-of-home element that also reinforces that messaging. Yeah, That, to me, is just common-sense media planning, right. where what out-of-home can do now is say, we have a sample of folks that we know were exposed, that were within a certain viewable radius at the exact same time that the ad was present, that the ad message was there. And now we can retarget those folks on a one-to-one basis. It might not be everybody that saw the bus or everybody that saw the rideshare vehicle, but we know that that portion of the sample audience was exposed. And and I have to imagine, now that you're saying it, it makes a ton more sense. Radio deals with something very similar, but your sample size is so massive that you are able to draw a correlation, right? I mean, you're talking a billboard on I-85 probably sees a million people over a week, something like that. You know, even if 100,000 people clicked on the link, you're still able to draw a correlation because your sample size is so large. Um, so that, that now that makes much more sense to me as to how you can actually do it. Um, so I have to imagine it's similar um, to radio in the sense you can't expect to see results or even a proper sample size without doing it for a, a certain amount of time, right? These are month-long campaigns that have really good copy. It's all the same principles of marketing, right? I'm sure you've seen some horror stories of people using it wrong. Tell us one example of a client who used it right and you really saw some really good results in somewhere in your career yeah what we've seen the the work the best is there's a a tent pole event that's happening could be the super bowl it could be a georgia football game it could be a falcons game like these are things that i've actually done i'm not just pandering to the the georgia audience here um it's a good move to do it we were talking about trade shows before you came on too so that's another example of a, a tent pole event as well Yeah, we've done a lot of B2B uh, conferences and things like that. So whatever kind of sparks that initial, okay, we're interested in doing some out-of-home around this. Typically, the requests will come in, can we do three days? And out-of-home can actually do that. Now, digitally, there's a lot of things going on from a technology standpoint. But the best versions of it are, okay, if the event is in a market that you care about, what is your target audience doing besides going to that conference for three days or besides going to the Georgia game on Saturday. They're around the the market. So you need to really build this plan, not thinking of, I need, you know, 2,000 folks that are going to be at the tailgate. 
which is super important, and we can build it around that. But how are we talking to them leading up to that? What are we doing after that to stay in touch with them? Because, again, how we kick this off is you're bombarded with so many messages and so many ad stimulus throughout the day, every day, every hour, that you need to have that consistency. So I, I love it because you're need for out of home that it has to be eight weeks or you have to do quarter long campaigns. Love that. It's definitely helpful, but we could be a little more nimble than that. But just think about that kind of long term. What's the goal of reaching this target audience for yeah. a day? Yeah, you're getting that brand awareness during that period, and then you're actually activating them afterwards when. Look, I would, I'm not sure the exact, but I'm going to say more than 50% of companies forget or just don't execute on the after event. Sure. And there's a clear call to action, yeah. right? That event is the call to action. If it's a Georgia yeah. game, for example, that event is the call to action. When I was talking about long-term campaigns, it's more brand building and trying to drive change consumer behavior. You're talking about call to action. So I love that. That is quantifiable. You see the lift. It's a short span, but it's a heavily promoted short span. Um, talk, talking about future changes and kind of similarities to radio, uh, talk about how programmatic has eked its way into this. It's something we're dealing with, you know, j- just for some context, Faith, even at the, the radio station, we're doing 12 million in sessions on our app because we carry the Braves, um, you know, we fill backfill programmatic. Um, I have enough, in, you know, experience in the space to know that it's a great way to fill it, and that the ads really do a good job of matching up with the audience. But at the same time, it's pennies on the dollars, and it's probably single-handedly destroying part of the industry. So, what's been your experience with programmatic, especially on the digital OH front? It's odd how you described it for radio. And when I was working in radio, it was just taking off digital and streaming. Podcasting was kind of being talked about, but it wasn't big yet. Um, So to see it now, I think Out of Home is kind of at that earlier stage where what's really cool about programmatic digital is it's time sensitive. You can run it exactly when you want. You can day part. You can really load up on contextually relevant messaging, and that goes back to to that aperture and reaching people when they want to be measured uh, or or, um, reached. and you can capture these key moments, right? It could be that big Georgia win or the, the Braves clinching the playoffs, something like that. Programmatic digital allows you to just get up in a couple days. You can traffic your existing digital creative or your video creative, and you're done. Yeah. And you don't have to get trapped into this thinking of out of home is this really time-sensitive burden process that creatively it's going to take us forever to do it. There's production lead times. Like we just don't have the time to do out of home. We need to act today on this. Out of home from a, a digital standpoint can react to that way just as well as anything else. Yeah. Let me ask you this question on a, on a local front. Cause again, your feet on the streets, right? This is what we always talk about here. So in my experience, when you make something transactional, uh, it's a harder sell and it's the easiest thing to cut. One of the things about radio, and I believe from what I understand about it, like billboard salespeople, that relationship is key. So do you think the industry is a little bit worried about having uh, that transactional relationship replace those long-term relations that people have one-on-one? I think there's worry that it gets fragmented and uh, maybe the the biggest players in the game are slower to convert all of their billboards to digital billboards and things like that, right? And I'm sure you're seeing that all over Atlanta. And some of the more nimble companies, and this applies to the agencies too, are able to, um, you know, there could be city information panels downtown that can flip, um, or there could be the the link boards and things like that um, that you can get up on really, really quickly. Now you're part of a rotation 
And the measurement, I think, is lacking because you might have a rotation that gets you a certain share of voice, but you don't necessarily really know if the folks you want to reach are, are getting that message because it's rotating every eight seconds. So I think there's some worry there, but overall, there's optimism about the dynamic nature that this brings to out of home. And it kind of brings them out of the, the stone ages into the digital world. And it's, you know, it's the, a flash forward. It reminds me of the, the old Tom Cruise movie, Minority Report. Like out of home sure. going that way where it's just video messaging everywhere. And it's, it's kind of going to happen either way, whether you like it or well, not. Well, remember, so. those are all dystopian movies, though. So are we going <laughs> to guess that it's going to be the downfall of society? Because I don't remember, uh, uh, I don't know what's the opposite, a utopian world where there's billboards everywhere. It's always the dystopian worlds are ending, and it's always a negative thing. So uh, I think you just predicted the end of an industry or the end of the world, one of the two right there. Oh, maybe we'll go back to the Truman Show and uh, yeah. <laughs> as well. Hey, um, you know, you said getting out of the Stone Ages. One of the things that I think about, and I think people get it a little more with radio and TV and, and, and print is that, hey, I'm not going to just be in one spot or one uh, medium, you know, that maybe I'll have different messages depending on the audience. And I think you hit on it. I mean, there's two ways of doing it without a home. The traditional was, hey, let's just have the same message and let's put it up eight, 12, whatever different billboards around the city. Um, but then you talked about there's so many different ways to do it now, whether it's, you know, it could be a wrap, it could be um, streetwise, it could be digital billboards, you know, that idea of, you know, what is a better strategy? Is it, you know, maybe slightly different messages and slightly different mediums versus just doing one single type of uh, out-of-home uh, ad? Yeah, I think even within out of home, the more you mix it up and the more different elements that you can include, this would apply to your overall media mix and, and, and putting your marketing plan together. But uh, even within out of home, I think the more times you can get somebody to look up and say, I'm seeing that everywhere. That just can make your campaign feel so much bigger just no, I think having, um, know, absolutely. One I think one of the things that um, you know we see is if you see the same thing at the same spot every day, it maybe it just goes in the back of your mind. But if all of a sudden you see a different message, um, and then you pick it up, it's um, you know you you start to get it and it resonates more often. Yeah, that's one of the things we talk about with the the rideshare advertising is. You're not going to pull down your billboards or stop doing your digital campaigns or your social campaigns or your radio campaigns to buy our rideshare media. But think about the gaps that this can fill in when someone is excited to hop in that rideshare and go to dinner or go to the game or go to the tailgate or their friend's house or whatever it is. You can be a part of that moment. Yeah, and I like the and way then, you said yes, that. They I will like drive the way you said by that. the billboard and they will hear your radio commercial. But you can be a part of that interesting moment that is going to it's more surprise and delight than it yeah. is this big brand message. Which means build. it's more memorable. You're cutting through the clutter. And I like the way you said that. And, I, and, you know, what I could recommend to any listeners listening right now that are thinking about these marketing mediums, those are the conversations you want to have. If you're dealing with somebody who says, don't advertise anywhere else, advertise with me, run for the hills. Because honestly, it yeah. does not work. We even say it. If your client, if you don't have good SEO, then the billboard's not going to work because no one's going to read the website. They're going to see the name. They're going to Google it. But what if your competitors search bombing you and you can't get there? 
there. So I think what, what, what Faith just said about that Mario mix and how this all works together, if you have an agency or a client or anybody that is telling you to do one thing and, and, and that be the end all, uh, you're, you're being told to do the wrong thing. And, and I don't think there are many exceptions. No. There, there probably are one or two, and I don't want to be rude to those people, but that marketing mix, even if it's $1,000 a month, there's still a way to provide a marketing mix. Um, you know, speaking on that, Faith, what, where have you seen some success? So talk about maybe social media, for example. Uh, talk about how these things are working together. You know, I know social media has changed dramatically, just like billboards have, and it's been more like over the past three weeks, not five years. But talk about how it works with social. Yeah, I think when you when you step back and you think about social media, what's the currency? Today, Attention. it's video and photos. And we're just sharing videos and photos nonstop. It's not uh, the, the old, like, Facebook text messages that people are posting, right? They're posting video content. They're posting photos. It's on Instagram, TikTok's all video. Whatever comes next will be even better video or virtual reality or something like that. Uh, and out of home is tailor-made to have pictures and videos taken of it, right? It's kind of the only media format that you would snap a selfie in front of if it was something so cool or so relevant that you would actually be able to grab a picture of it, right? You're not taking a picture of that TV commercial to share it with your friends. Um, radio has its own sort of theater of the mind that it gets into. Right. Uh, that, Different, but you can't. Dif- snap a but completely of it different. Moment. It's a completely different thing. Theater of the mind is yeah. you making your own image. Yeah. You are actually saying, share the image I already have given. You use your assets. Exactly what you're talking about. I'm looking at yeah. a, a you know a bus stop right now. So if you got an influencer who's all of a sudden going to do a quick video, have them do it with you know what? Guess in the background your bus stop ad right there. Use your assets multiple times to create that uh, uh, create that environment. Yeah. So, you know, these are fantastic um, uh, thoughts and best practices and. Brian, appreciate uh, you joining us. Um, really, uh, I think, uh, super bit of information for those uh, in the OOH space. So um, with that, we're going to shift to a break, and you're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job and Nick Constantino here. Man, that was uh, exciting and I think uh, just a wealth of information from uh, your buddy Brian. I, I don't think anyone in the earth would have thought we were talking about OOH and we would have said exciting, but uh, that, that seems to be what have happened. I think that he, you know, we're buddies, um, but I was always intrigued by his thoughts on marketing. Um, you know, that he's going to get that master's for sports analytics, so that analytical background combined with creativity I think is what really makes marketers succeed. Um, so I'm glad that a lot of that came out. Um, you know, I still question a lot of these attribution models and even for our own stuff, I look at it and I'm like, I don't know how you're possibly doing that. I don't want you, anyone to become overly reliant on it. I hear it too often, that last click and these attribution. And I think you got to go on instinct, right? There's something about a billboard. You remember 
the good ones. I promise you, each of you remember the good ones. I'll give you an example. Ken Nugent has been an advertiser for a long time, built his name on buses, right? I was actually at the photo shoot where he took his most recent one, which is him in literally a bomber jacket that says, one call, that's all, with his finger up. Yeah. It is so doofy. He's got his glasses on, looks like he's straight out of the 50s, 60s, um, but I remembered it. And I, I remembered it, one, because I was at the photo shoot, but it's just so unique. And all it is, white billboard, picture of him, one call, that's all. That is the entire billboard. I, Sim- I, simplification. Simplification, really but you is. remember. The something about, and what I'm trying to say is, Take the analytics, use them, understand them, weaponize them to make sure you are optimizing your campaigns and you're doing it. But something about that spark of seeing that creative, of seeing that ultimate visual, of hearing that commercial, don't let yourself lose that because that is where I really think we are, lo- we are losing our creativity and making this too transactional. And I don't want to see marketing go that way because I promise you it will lose its overall effectiveness. Right. Well, and I think some of it is, you know, what we talked about with Brian was understand where your consumers are going to interact with it. So again, if it's a billboard, they're going by it 30, 40, 50 miles an hour. Um, if it is a, and I'm going to use the bus stop, but the bus stop also can be used as a retail front. You know, that is a chance to take, you know, what would typically be a print ad, blow it up, because guess what? You've got someone who's standing, sitting, or maybe slowly walking by. There you have a chance to expand that message and be a little more emotional yeah. and, and grab it in. So it's not the same message depending on which type of OOH medium you're using. Yeah. And, and honestly, do agencies even talk about billboards? It's similar to the problem with radio. Are they talking about these things? Do they know about this technology? You know, that is what I wonder. And honestly, we are, you know, as a company myself, I'm on a mission to meet with as many agencies as I can. In fact, I think in a couple of weeks, we're going to have a couple of the big local agencies on and it might get contentious. I'm telling everybody right now because there are questions that have to be answered. And I think the marketing the people need to hear the answers to those questions if you care, if this is something that engages you. If not, you probably like just looking at the billboard. So I think we're going to keep down this path for quite some time. Yeah, well, and I think one of the things, uh, Nick, you brought out earlier, and I've said this for years, is if you're working with someone or having someone pitch you and they're the only option for you, right, they can't integrate it with somebody else, they don't understand other things, run. All right. There's no one that's that good. It's the same thing as someone telling you to buy only one form of financial instrument. Like if you're just buying an annuity, you're screwed. It's because that guy is selling annuities and wants you to make commission off selling you annuities. Or or scaring you. All right. Now's the time to buy gold. Only buy gold. I mean, you have to diversify. You've got to have a marketing mix. And they need to understand where, you know, and every business is different, you know, and I don't like getting into a percentage marketing mix for different things because every business is different. But there may be some, you know, businesses where ten percent may be out of home, and there's others where it's two percent. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's not an exact. It really needs to be, you know, a, revolved around your customer base and industry specific. Great example. I mean, radio forever has chosen billboard as the marketing medium, right? Pretty obvious. Yeah. You're in cars, you're driving. Clear message. You have a call to action you can do on your on your on your dashboard. I don't think that's going anywhere. In fact, we we have billboards all over town. It was Neil Bortz's big face right up on there. Probably listeners in the station are familiar. Um, but what do you need to say more than that? Bortz is on extra, right. right? That in itself sparks demand. I can't tell you how much momentum we lost when we switched those billboards over to Braves. Now. God bless Bortz. It was brave season going into right. the playoffs. Like there's time you have to do things. But I think that if you are patient 
and smart about how you track the use and success of those billboards, that they will work very well in the right marketing mix. And I think that is that is almost a guarantee if it is done the right way and you're pointing in the right direction. Well, and, and one of the examples that we used to use, um, we had a um, – uh, a dealer contractor um, kind of combination up in the Boston area, you know, hardscapes, outdoor, you know, building your outdoor patios and all that. They picked a couple of incredibly important billboards on the commute out of Boston toward, you know, it was within a couple miles of their location, hit you with the, you know, that, uh, that outdoor patio look. Well, you have more and space. Have so more you space. leave the city, you go to You're leaving the city. You start to see it. You see it every day. And they started, essentially, they started around March 1st, still snow on the ground. Yep. And they Love ran it. it through about June. Because by the time, by the end of June, um, most of the contractors up there, they are full, full for the season. So they ran it for about three to four months. You know, we Love were it. co-op, helped them. But it was an incredible, and it got people on their way home. They saw it, they saw it, they saw it. And maybe that one day traffic's bad, or they just it's ingrained in their mind, and they stopped in, pulled over, looked at the products, got a contractor's name, called the contractor, and the rest is And history. you made it aspirational, right? So they're not looking at it thinking about a hardscape. They're thinking about you and you putting in the hardscape. So that that is – you can't even put – you have to be needed before you have to be known before you're needed and in that case yeah. you're making an aspirational purchase something that becomes real family grilling out sunny day looks like it's 70 degrees and it's march 15th and there's two feet of snow on the ground in boston yeah guess yeah. what i mean that that's what it's about yeah know? this so. is this has been awesome trip i think um you know, let's tell them a little bit about the next couple of episodes. Um, you know, most importantly, though, guys, whether you listen to a radio show, you listen to this a podcast, please tell your friends about it. Tell them, like it, subscribe it. Um, I think we're doing good work here, and I really want to share these messages. Also, let, send us a note. Let us know what you want us to talk about. There's more yeah. out there in marketing than I will ever know. Um, so we, we encourage you to engage with us, interact with us, um, and honestly, give us topics. Send guests. If you want to be a guest, we are open. We want to hear from people because I think that is where the disconnect is. This is taking high-concept terms and making them applicable to local medium-sized businesses. And shoot, if you're a Fortune 500 company, you might learn a trick or two too, because I bet you there's some local businesses doing things that the Fortune 500 set should be doing. Absolutely. And, you know, so we'll uh, we'll try not to use all the marketing terms, but um, no, we've got, uh, you know, we, we hit um, obviously out of home today. We've hit radio. Um, you know, we hit social media. So we're uh, next week, uh, we're going to um, have Jenny Munn, who's a SEO expert. And uh, she's actually, uh, she teaches uh, SEO as well as uh, she's an expert. And uh, Happy so Thanksgiving to everybody on that note, because yes. we are coming up on the holiday. Right? So make sure everybody gets nice and fat during the, the during the holiday. Yep. So uh, we'll have that. And, and we've got uh, we've got print media coming up, which is one of my old stomping grounds. And uh, I know we're going to talk about print. So to your point, um, the goal is kind of to uh, to really go through a lot of the different channels and uh, opportunities that most businesses have. Give you, a, you know, like today, give you some of the best practices, give some of the trends of what's going on. And uh, Nick, as you said, we're, we're absolutely open to uh, ideas and, uh, you know, find us on LinkedIn and uh, give sure. us ideas, things that you want to hear about. So. Yeah, yeah, and we, and we appreciate the listenership. And again, like, subscribe, listen how, whatever's easiest. We try to make it convenient for everybody. Yeah. So uh, kind of to wrap up on the uh, out of home, I want to hit a couple of things, maybe your takeaways. I love the term aperture, yeah. right? I've so stolen, put completely your, stolen. Put completely yourself stolen. in uh, the customer's lens, essentially, and to think about you know where they're going to, to view you. Um, the other one is, again, make sure that whoever you're working with has – 
that perspective of where this fits with everything else they're doing. Yeah. All right. I mean, I think if you start with those two things and then, you know, finally, um, you know, out of home is not the three month, you know, campaign that can't be changed. It is now evolved. There's digital ask. You can you can really target it. I mean, we talked about hey, it can be a weekend football game like the SEC championship game. Those are all things that it's not your you know your daddy's Cadillac or things of that nature. You know, it has truly evolved, and I think there's a, there's a right mix for everybody. It might not be ten percent; it might be lower, but you know, it's something you really need to look at. Yeah. So, uh, until next week, um, thanks, Nick, as always, and uh, we are the Marketing Madmen on Extra One Hundred Six Point Three. Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian style or taco style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. There are hundreds of families who need help with their loved ones. As part of our Subaru Love Promise, Subaru of Gwinnett has partnered with Plan Pethood to help with animal transportation, adoption fees and clinics, and outreach vaccine clinics to help create a better world for animals. We've supported over 320 animals, 541 vaccinations, and 211 microchips during our Subaru Loves Pets Month initiative. To learn more about how we support our furry friends, go to SubaruofGwinnett.com. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.